This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. You're listening to TGI Sports Talk with your host, Keith Angle, on Northeast Streaming Sports. everybody Keith Engel for TGI Sports Talk our Sunday stream of consciousness right here on Northeast Streaming Sports Network how's everybody doing today a little gloomy a little icy a little snowy here in upstate New York so if you're uh, if you're local here be careful if you're out and about as I will be later today as I've got to get out to watch the Patriots and the Dolphins, and hopefully, sorry, Dave Guyette, good morning, will be rooting for the Jets to beat your Bills today so the Patriots can win the division. Good morning, Alan. Great game by the Cowboys last night. Dak Prescott, very good. Um, certainly a, a good momentum uh, uh, builder for the Cowboys going into the playoffs, even though the Eagles were a bit shorthanded. Uh, listen, I want to welcome our, our Roku uh, viewers today. This, this show will be airing at, at noontime uh, on the Roku network. will be followed immediately by the two guys and, and wrestling podcast. Um, so keep an eye out for that uh, at two o'clock following this show. Uh, we'll, and we'll air at noontime every day or every Sunday, I should say, with the Sunday stream of consciousness show. Lots to talk about today. Oh, by the way, also check out the rest of our shows. Uh, you know, Wednesday night, we've got the college football huddle, which will be morphing a bit into the college football slash college basketball huddle uh, as we go full bore into the college basketball season and college football starts to wind down a little bit. We'll be talking about both. We've got our uh, Are You Serious show with myself and the Mad New Yorker, Carlos Chavez, on Fridays. And then you've got my vlogs, which you can catch all on the Roku channel. Um, and on demand, uh, and uh, at different times during the course of the day. So check that out. I've got to check it out too. I got to figure out the whole logistics of the thing. I think you have to add the channel. If anybody's got the Roku channel and has found it, please uh, let me know because I want to. I don't want to give any real uh, information on Roku until we know exactly uh, how to uh, do that. I don't want to give misinformation out. So. Alan, uh, good morning. How are you? Oh, I think I already said that. Yes, Cowboys. Good job last night. Rick Sherlock, good morning. How are you? Always good to have Rick here. Guys, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. Uh, Jim Beringer will not be with us today. We'll, we'll catch up with him in the NHL next next Sunday, most likely. Uh, yeah, we should be okay. It depends on the playoffs and, and how this show will go. We're going to miss a couple Sundays in, in February. I'm not sure how that's going to work yet. Uh, as we uh, take some vacation time, but we'll let you know how that's going to go. Today, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We've obviously got the NFL winding down. We still got a few playoff spots left. Uh, a couple of games played last night. The Chiefs struggled mightily, but get by the the Broncos to still have a chance for the uh, number one seed in the in the uh, AFC and 
And the NFC is wrapped up with the Green Bay Packers, which we'll have some conversation about Aaron Rodgers and his deal later. But we'll talk about all of that. We'll talk some college football, a little bit of the final. Uh, we'll, well, back to football. We'll also talk Aaron Rodgers nonsense again this week. We'll talk, you know, AB and his nonsense. Um, whatever other news is going on in the NFL. Uh, we'll talk some college football. As I said, we got the final coming up uh, Monday night. I love Georgia to rebound against Alabama. I know Rick will like to hear that. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of college football or college basketball. We haven't had a chance to do that at all. And then we'll see if we can dive into the NBA just a little bit, because I've got to talk about Kyrie Irving and his nonsensical return to the Nets, which makes no sense. The Nets are such hypocrites here. You know, if it wasn't in their best interest in October to have Kyrie play half his games because he won't get vaccinated and cannot play in New York. And I, I'm not making any uh, uh, judgments on vaccinations, guys. But, you know, what sense does it have to have an employee? You can only be there half the time. Um, and then we'll have Mark Mancini on and we'll talk about the college football final, AB. We'll talk about all that stuff we just chatted about probably. All right. Good morning. Who else do we got coming in here this morning? Bill Pulver's in. Good morning, Billy. How are you? Good to see you. Um, that four margarita bet on the uh, final, uh, maybe we'll talk about that maybe when we get to that part. So let's see. What are we going to talk about first this morning, guys? Let's jump right into the NFL today. Um, Good morning, Bob. Good to see you, Bob. Uh, oops, where are you? Good morning, Bob. Good to see you today. Uh, Bob's a big New England Patriot fan, and we may uh, have Bob on to talk about Patriots history at some point. Um, Bob and I connected uh, on Facebook here a little while back and uh, and uh, have had a little bit of a conversation going back and forth. So a couple, let's see, let's see, we got a couple of... Uh, Allen's rooting for the Panthers, the Seahawks, and the 49ers. Uh, and, the, boy, the 49ers can still get to the number two seed. That can't be right. Oh, we'll check that all out. Listen, I want to start out this morning talking NFL. Let's talk a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about – I want to start with Aaron Rodgers, okay? Um, you know, I just don't – oh, by the way, sorry, we got another – I did want to put this comment up uh, – Hold on. Uh, Sal, uh, he won't be here till 1025, which is still a bit early. And if you if you tune in and you check him out, you'll kind of see that. I think we just get him out of bed, you know, at, uh, at 725 when he jumps on. Actually, he'll be calling, so you won't get to see him. And I think it's because he's just rolling out of bed and he can't get ready for the show, you know. So the video portion of the show. We got to get him back on. On the uh, on board here, Dave Gayette talking about AB. Oops, where is he? Where is he? There we go. Dave Gayette. Antonio Brown was at the Nets game. Good. Maybe the Nets should sign him. God, what a joke, right? Right. Well, seven twenty-five. You know, he. I got to tell you, the times he comes on video, it looks like he rolled out of bed though. Oh, the Cowboys need all those two, two, three teams. I got you for the number two seed. I. I misunderstood what you said, Alan. That makes sense. Uh, you know what, though? With the, with only one team getting a bye, I don't know how important the seeds are anymore. I mean, yeah, you might get a home game down the road. You know, the Patriots game, for instance, today. The real interest for me, obviously, is winning the division because we'll get a home game. But, again, the Patriots haven't played all that well at home. So you got to be careful what you wish for. Just got to let it play out and 
you know, win wherever you play. So Rick says some people say it's made for radio. <laughs> I know that's not about me, Rick. It's probably true though. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll make sure Mark knows about that coming up. So let's, let's, let's start with the football. And before we jump into, you know, the playoff scenarios and whatnot, you know, Let's just talk. I'm going to start with with Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers, uh, one of the uh, one of the see if I can find my story here. One of the writers had mentioned uh, with a vote for the MVP, by the way, his name was Hub. uh, Hub Arkush. He's one of the writers, 50 writers who uh, are media members, I should say, that have a vote for the MVP. And he said he wouldn't vote for Rodgers because he's the biggest jerk in the league. And Rodgers blasted him um, as being a, a bum. He's an absolute bum. I think he's an absolute bum. You don't know me. I don't know who he is. Nobody knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments. Well, you know what, Aaron, you bring this stuff out yourself. Okay. I wouldn't vote for you for MVP because leadership means something in that vote. It isn't just about numbers. Aaron Rodgers on the field. Great player. Packers have had a great season. They wrapped up the number one seed uh, a week ago, but Aaron Rodgers you know, he has to understand that he's not a great leader. And that, to me, that plays into the MVP uh, uh, conversation. If it's just about numbers, right? Well, just go find a guy who throws the most touchdown passes and for the most yards, and that's it. Or runs for the most yards or whatever you want it to be, which has happened. But Aaron Rodgers makes this about, about the vaccine vaccinations and that, that, uh, Arkush won't vote for him because, and this is quoting, um, I'm sorry, this is quoting Arkush. Um, in my opinion, the NFL should exclude him from future votes. Oh, I'm sorry, this is uh, Rogers talking about Arkush. In my opinion, the NFL should exclude him from f- future votes. His problem isn't with me being a bad guy or the biggest jerk in the league. His problem is I'm not vaccinated. I don't care. It's not about being vaccinated. It's about the fact that you, number one, you put the team through all this nonsense in the offseason about is he going to play, isn't he going to play, trying to force the, the Packers to make a move, splitting the locker room, splitting the fan base. And then you you come back and you play well and you get the team in position. You become a distraction again when you get – well, actually, you lie about your vaccination status. If you don't want to be vaccinated, God bless you. Do what you feel is right for you and your family. I'm okay. But have the courage of your convictions, right? Don't lie about your status or try to mislead people about your status, which is what he did. And which is why people call his character into judgment, like this writer. And the writer apologized. I don't think he's anything to apologize for because Aaron Rodgers is the biggest jerk in football. I'm sorry. Right now he is. Great player. Is the MVP? No. The MVP of that team is probably the, the guys who have kept that locker room together when it could have split apart. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers. And whatever you think of LaFleur, he's done a great job. 
as this year with a team that could have really imploded because of Aaron Rodgers, no matter how good he is. You know, I don't know. Rick Sherlock enjoyed our back and forth with Carlos Friday about Rodgers and State Farm continues to sell his commercials. You know, right. I look at I don't and State Farm has a right to do what they want. Right? Every the Green Bay Packers and the NFL has a right to do what they want with the vaccinations. Same thing with the NBA, which we'll talk about with uh, with uh, 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 Kyrie Irving a little bit. You can have whatever opinion you want about vaccinations. Don't lie about it. Don't mislead people. That doesn't make you an MVP candidate in my mind when you show no leadership, except for the the, the you know your stats. And I, you know, look at I, Aaron Rodgers is a great player. I won't re- argue about that. But he, he really, when, when he did the things he did in the offseason, talking about not putting talent around him, well, he bashed all the players that helped him get to the NFC Championship game last year against Tampa Bay. And there were one Aaron Rodgers run for five yards, which I still say he probably would have walked into the end zone uh, away from winning that game. And you're telling me these guys aren't good enough to get it done when you don't get it done a lot of times. Well, maybe not a lot of times, but... Often enough, you don't throw your teammates under the bus. This is not a guy who's the most valuable player in the league. So this is my, you know, again, my back and forth. And it's a little recap of what we argued about, not argued about, debated about Friday on the Are You Serious show. Superstars get special treatment, though. Well, Aaron Rodgers shouldn't. Nobody, I, you know, look at Aaron. Yes, superstars get special treatment. I understand that, and that's fine. But superstars don't get a buy uh, or a pass, and and they're able to lie about things that are important. You mess misled your teammates, the organization, the fans, everybody about your status, which is wrong, 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 wrong. And to me, sorry, again, I'm not an MVP voter. I doubt I ever will be. No, I'll change that. I I absolutely never will be. Um, Character still means something. You know, I I, I hear Giant fans and Jet fans, well, it's not going to happen with the Jets. Unlikely to happen with the Giants saying, oh, yeah, we, we want Aaron Rodgers. Why? The guy is a bad he, – and, again, I don't disagree with Arkush. I'm not sure why he – he's a bad guy. Just the way he carries himself in these situations, I think he shows who he really is. And every week he's coming in and making some outlandish remarks about something or other. Well, you know, Packer fans were were split about this whole thing, Alan, before the season. Now that they're winning, I'm sure they've forgotten all about what went on in the offseason. I get it. Fans are fans. I'm the same way. Uh, I don't even think he got suspended a game, Anthony. And welcome. Good morning to you, Anthony. I'm not even sure that he got suspended, by the way. I don't believe he did. I mean, he missed a game this year but he because he got COVID, by the way. 
you know, the, as Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story uh, is he's not vaccinated and he got COVID. So, and again, it's similar to, look at the Patriots had a right. They, they, in, in training camp, one of the reasons they cut Cam Newton was because he wasn't following pro, uh, protocol, not vaccinated, wasn't following the protocol the Patriots had put into place. Didn't say he had to get vaccinated, but when he violated the protocol, they said, look it, we don't want you here. And I said at the time, that's not who I want my quarterback to be. Had nothing to do with him being vaccinated, nothing to do at all. Are you putting other people at risk? Yes, but if your organization puts protocols in place to keep you keep, keep people as safe as can be, well, that's fine. But Cam Newton, again, doesn't follow team rules. You talk about people getting special treatment. And Cam Newton is certainly not Aaron Rodgers talent-wise, at least not at this point in his career. Kenny has not forgotten. Packer fans forever and still hate Rodgers. Did Kenny say something I missed? No, I didn't see Kenny come in yet. Look, Antonio Brown's another – you know, let's we'll segue there. We can go back to Aaron Rodgers. We can go back and forth here a little bit. Antonio Brown's another one. Um, his fiasco, and again, the NFL and Tampa Bay got what they deserved last week with him and his his nonsense. Um, by the way, Matt Brown was a or Matt Ryan's a bigger star than Antonio Brown, though, Alan. If 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 we're talking about getting special treatment, Antonio Brown gets special treatment because guys like Tom Brady, and I'm the biggest Tom Brady in the fan in the world. I do not understand his continued backing of Antonio Brown, who now is throwing him under the bus, who said he's not a real friend. He only wanted me to play football. You know, Antonio, you've been given more chances. You've done more things to disrupt and distract teams from the, well, their ultimate goal of winning games and in turn championships than anybody I can think of in recent history. More than Aaron Rodgers. And you sh- nobody should take a chance on this guy again. Tom Brady went out on a limb and said, come to the Patriots, come to the Patriots, live in my house. And he made it one game. And one good game. And then he went to when Tampa Bay, when, when Tommy went to Tampa Bay, he started campaigning for Antonio again. Yes, because he can play football. I mean, he's not going to do this for a guy who can't play. But maybe he actually likes the guy. I don't know. I don't know why he would. But what a waste of talent Antonio Brown is. Now, now, you know, and then he talks about last week that the team wanted to get rid of him so they didn't have to pay bonuses. He had a bad ankle, said he couldn't play. Bruce Arians, who's I'm no fan of Bruce Arians, right? He thinks he, you know. Bruce Arians kind of thinks he invented the game sometimes. I think he's always got to be the smartest guy in the room. But I don't know that I fault him here. If I if you if you give me two guys who say something and you say, which one said is telling the truth? Antonio Brown or Bruce Arians about being able to play. I'm believing Bruce Arians that Antonio Brown said he was able to play because Antonio Brown wanted to get to his to his uh his numbers to get paid an extra million dollars. And he was not very far away from a, a couple of catches and 50 yards receiving or some, 
something crazy to get another million dollars. And if he couldn't play and the team was forcing him to play, why was he in the locker room by all accounts, multiple reports, that he was bitching about not getting the ball and the targets and where the ball was going. And then Brady got in his face on the sideline. Then that's when it started. And Arians tried to put him in the game and he said, no. And Arians told him to get the blank out. And that's when you saw his little strip tease and, 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 and jaunt across the, the end zone. I mean, Distraction upon distraction. Who needs that? God. I mean, good grief. Where are we here? Talked about that. Alan says just it's all just entertaining for him. The ultimate diva whiteout. Yeah, he is probably, you know, the epitome of when you say diva wide. And wide receivers tend to have diva tendencies right but this guy's above and beyond anthony the way uh the way he is you want to make the hall of fame and he's not making a hall of fame he's not making a hall of fame i don't think he should have i'd have to double check his numbers and whatnot but he's not making a hall of fame no super bowls i don't think Pretty sure no Super Bowls. How does he make the how does he make the Hall of Fame? T.O. should. Because here's the difference. T.O. would would go through would yes, he was a diva as well. And he would have it be a distraction, but he'd go out there and perform every week as well. Antonio Brown hasn't done that. And T.O. wasn't getting in trouble necessarily off the field. And T.O., look at I understand that there's especially today, there's all this 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 uh, focus on mental health. And listen, I'm not trying to make light of that. But go get some help. Don't and, and stop enabling these guys. The NFL, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Stop apologizing for a guy who keeps throwing you under the bus. Yeah. Yeah, he would have had one more game still to get there, and he just cost himself a million dollars. And it's not like Antonio Brown doesn't need the money, by the way. I mean, somebody mentioned, I think it might have been Allen, you know, just entertainment. Guess what? He needs the money. This is a guy who's blown through all his money, plus he's got lawsuits uh, uh, pending against him up the Yazoo. So look at. NFL keeps shooting themselves in the foot. But, by the way, don't let the air out of footballs, okay? Because that's bad. You can smack women around. You can kill people. Yes, I do know that we had one of those on the Patriots as well. That's not who I'm referring to. Some guy who had a lot to say about Tom Brady and footballs uh, had killed two people, but we we don't want we don't want to let the air out of footballs. Just keep that in mind as we go forward. Now oh, you're right. That's stupid of me to say, Alan. Thank you. Um, he did win last year with Tampa, and, and you know what? And he contributed to that. I agree. But 
All right, Bob's going to say the name. I was going to leave his name out, Bob, but <laughs> Ray Lewis. Ugh. Isn't that, yeah, I hate to bring this back. I always bring it, always comes back when all this crazy nonsense goes on in football off the field um, and on the field because there are guys who are, you know, out of control on the field. These things the NFL worries about. You got CTE problems. You got you got guys that are bad guys and mistreating women badly. Uh, God knows what else they're doing. Um, involved in murders, but we don't worry about that. We just worry about the air and the footballs because that's how you run for two hundred and forty some yards in a game, and win by thirty points is let the air out of the football. All right. Anyway. Enough of that, I guess, for now. Um, what else we got going on here? Let's talk a little bit about the... Uh, oh, where's my next banner? Let's talk a little bit, little bit more about what else is going on in football. Big day today. Not as many things uh, up in the air as we might have thought there would be. Let me get to that. Uh, damn mouse. So, right now, as it plays out, uh, what do we got here? Who's in? Uh, let me go back to this other page. This one's not helping me any. Let's go to the uh, playoff position. So, the AFC right now, you've obviously got Kansas City and uh, Tennessee. Cincinnati have clinched their divisions. Buffalo is playing for a division title today against the Jets, and the Patriots are playing Miami with a chance still to win uh, the division. I'm a big Jet fan today, obviously. And the Jets, you know, who knows? I mean, Buffalo lost to, to Tampa Bay, or uh, not Tampa Bay, Jacksonville earlier this year. Don't forget. And Kansas City still could win the uh, get the first round by and, and home field through the playoffs if Tennessee were to lose the, Tex the Texans today, which they have once this year. I don't see that happening as Derrick Henry is back um, today. And how much, you know, how at what level he's back is still remains to be seen, uh, but it got to be a big boost. And I got to tell you, Mike Vrabel to keep this team afloat without the best running back in football. Sorry, uh, Jonathan Taylor, you're a great player, but Derrick Henry is the best rusher in football. Taylor can do a few more things maybe in the passing game, but Derrick Henry is a monster when he's healthy. So that's a big left that they get him back. And then you've got the Colts and the Chargers. Um, and you've got the uh, Raiders still sitting on the outside. The Steelers still with an outside shot, as are the Ravens, I guess, but they need a lot of things to happen, right? Um, let's just take a look quick. I mean, for the uh, – oh, God. Can you please help me out here? Ravens clinch can only get in. If the they win and the Colts lose, the Chargers lose, and the Dolphins lose. Probably not going to happen. Colts clinch with a win. Or Steelers lost and the Chargers lost and the, Dallas, and the Dolphins win. Colts might better win. Raiders clinch with a win. 
Raiders are in. The Chargers are is a play play in game. The winner of that game is in the playoffs. Chargers clutch with a winner or tie. The Steelers can get in if the Colts lose and the Chargers lose. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Chargers and the Raiders doesn't end in a tie. So that's some of your confusing uh, uh, stuff going on in the uh, in the AFC still. So there's still some teams alive. As we said, you've got uh, right now the Chargers are the seventh seed. The Colts are the sixth seed. The Raiders win and are in. Chargers would be out. Unless the Colts lost, I guess. I don't think that's true, though. I think the Chargers are out if they lose. Um, Dolphins are eliminated, so they got nothing to play for. So it's going to be interesting. A couple interesting games. Patriots and, and Miami, obviously an interesting game today. And I like the Patriots. Look, at, obviously, I'm not going to tell you I don't like the Patriots. But, you know, I do try to separate and have some I'll get to your comments here in a second, guys. Um, I want to go through the NFC, and then we'll go through the comments. Um, I do try to remain objective, right? I think I, I think I'm one of the more. I, and again, maybe I'm just patting myself on the back. I do feel I'm one of the more objective guys when it comes to my team's play. When they play bad, I tell you they play bad. You know, I did not give them a chance to win a lot of games last year. This year, look at this team get, can can play if Mac Jones continues to stay upright and the team puts them in a position to not have to carry them, they can be dangerous in the playoffs and should win this game against Miami. The Bills will probably take care of business. So most likely we're going to look at, we'll be looking at the Patriots and the, and the uh, Bills again next week in Rich Stadium. I just hope it's not a, uh, Oh my God! I just hope it's not. A, I just hope it's not a uh, uh, eight o'clock game on a Saturday night. Good grief! So if things stayed as they were. Titans or the Chiefs will have that first round bye. The loser of that would get the Chargers at home. The Colts would go to the Bengals. The Patriots would go to the Bills. If things stay as they are. Uh. The, the uh, NFC is much more clear, and I'll get your comments again. I see some comments building up there, but we'll go back to them in a second. You know, obviously Green Bay has packed, uh, clinched the, uh, has clinched the uh, best record in football. Allen talked about some scenarios where uh, the Cowboys could move up and get the number two seed, um, but they're going to need some, some help to get there, obviously. Uh, right now, the, the, you've got the uh, Packers, the Rams, the Buccaneers and the Cowboys all have clinched divisions. Is that true? Or does the Chargers still have a shot? Hold on here. Let's go back to this other page here. There's so many things to keep track of, but I see, I don't think the NFC has got as many scenarios as the. Yeah. Cardinals uh, actually Cardinals clinch. If the, the, the division stall for grabs, if they win and the Rams lose. And uh, obviously the Rams clinched uh, the opposite way around. And the Saints would need a win and a 49ers loss to get in the playoffs. That's the only two uh, things that are really up for grab. I guess there's some position uh, positioning that could change. As Alan said, the Cowboys, they need a lot of help, though. So, again, assuming we stay as we are now, you would have the Packers with the bye. 
The Eagles would visit the Rams. The Eagles, it's hard to me, believe, for me to believe this team's in the playoffs. Uh, it really is. Great job by uh, uh, Sarani. I'm knowing I'm probably mispronouncing his name this year uh, in his first year with, with the Eagles. I thought they'd win like four games. 49ers will go to the Buccaneers, and the Cardinals would visit the Cowboys, where they were just last week, and beat them up. All right. I know we got some comments. Let's catch up here. Seating and positionally most, yeah, right, three spots left as we talked about. There is some positioning and seating to be sorted out, but not a lot of, you know, who would go where. Most of the home fields, except for maybe uh, two, are really kind of clinched. Is Henry a no-go today? This, that's, uh, that's funny because the last thing I heard this morning, it was on ESPN radio and it could have been an old report because it was about 5 a.m. this morning that he was playing. Um, let's take a quick look and see if we can confirm that. Uh, Derrick Henry. Let's get some news on Derrick Henry, shall we? Not doubting you, uh, Alan, just like to confirm. Won't be in regular season finale today. Expected back for the playoffs. So eh, if I'm a if I'm a Titans fan, I start to worry about that, right? Because it would be nice to have for him to get some reps today and get a little feel, get hit a few times at least, and before they head to the playoffs. So a bye would probably help the Titans. Uh Black Monday's coming. Good point. Um There's my boy, Todd Slocum. Um, Rick, Black Monday is coming. Many coaches are, are in trouble. Denver played hard. Now, Fag I think uh, Faggio is going to lose his job. Um, I guess we'll go back to that. Nah, we'll jump on that right now since we're here. Here's the coaches I'm going to tell you that are in trouble. AFC, we, we know the Jaguars are looking for a new coach. The Texans are bringing Cully back. They've already said it. Salah's not going anywhere. Jets have played much better the last month, making some improvements. This would be a big step and a big momentum boost for the Jets to be able to beat the Bills today, or at least be competitive. They've been competitive. The game is slowing down now for uh, for Zach Wilson. Uh, Salas had a, had a rough start and, and hiring a rookie coordinator in LaFleur does not ha helped, uh, but he's going to be safe. Faggio's probably gone. Stefanski, interestingly enough, and we'll get into this in a little bit. You know, there's obviously a, uh, a problem there with Baker Mayfield and Stefanski. And I think the Browns will be in the hunt. I think Stefanski's going to keep his job and the quarterback is going to go. Uh, elsewhere in the uh, the Raiders are looking for a coach, obviously, and probably no, no other changes unless maybe Mike Tomlin were to step down. I do not think uh, he'd uh, be in any danger of being fired. In the, uh, in the NFC, Joe Judge would probably be safe if he would just be quiet. Stop talking. Joe Judge would probably be safe. Uh, the Panthers announced, I believe, that Matt Rule will be back. Uh, I thought this was a great hire, and it has not worked out so far. I thought he and T Joe Brady would really work wonders with Sam Darnold. Man, I couldn't have been more off there. But it looks like uh, uh, Matt Rule is going to get another chance there. Pa Pete Carroll will be back. Pete Carroll will leave when he wants to leave, and I do not believe he's ready to go. Matt Nagy should have been fired last year. 
Um, he's definitely going to get shown the door now. Ron Rivera. I don't know. I, I like Ron Rivera a lot. And I thought Washington would win this division this year with that defense. And I thought Henneke would be the quarterback uh, at some point. Uh, Fish And Fitzpatrick got hurt and he had to play sooner. Um, so with that, you know, Ron Rivera could be in trouble. So we'll see what happens there. Mike Zimmer probably out talking this week like a guy who's knows he's on his way out. And I would not think there will be any other changes in the NFC. So you're right. Black Monday's coming. This week is a bloodbath. It always is. Anthony Price, don't trust the Bills. Same team tried to throw the ball 50. Look at, you know, I agree, Anthony. And believe it or not, as a Patriot fan, and maybe, uh, you know, maybe Bob wants to speak up if he's still with us. I'll be honest with you. As a Patriot fan, I think I'd rather play Buffalo in the first round than, say, Cincinnati or the Colts, teams that can actually run the ball where the Patriots have had some problems this year. So, you know, I know you got to be careful what you wish for, but the the Bills are one-dimensional. If Josh Allen goes out and plays like Superman and plays great football like he did, you know, a couple of weeks ago against the Patriots, well, then the Patriots will go home. But if you can control Josh Allen, I'm not saying you can completely stop him that night against, you know, 50-mile-an-hour wins. You know, Anthony's right. I mean, again, McDermott can talk all about the Bill Belichick didn't have any effect on that. But the, but the Patriots coaching staff made a conscious decision not to throw the football in conditions where you shouldn't be throwing a football. And McDermott didn't. So you're out coached, coach. Face it. Uh, yep. Uh, Anthony's agreeing. Denver and Vikings head coaches uh, definitely, they're both, both going to be gone, most likely. At least we chalk, talked about. Um, I don't think Faggio was able. I don't think Faggio would have saved his job on a win yesterday, by the way. Chargers and Raiders is a playing game. If it ends in a tie, the Colts lose, then both teams get in. That's a good point. Thank you, Alan. It gets confusing in, in some of these instances. That's what the and this is what the league wants, right? But I don't know. Look at I think the best teams will will probably be there in the end. I like the Chargers tonight, by the way. Sorry, Raiders fans. Sorry, Captain Jack on uh, the Northeast Streaming Sports Network here. But I like the the, the uh, I like the uh, the Chargers a lot tonight. Zim's playing as starters. Uh, you know, it is too late, I think. I think, if, Rick, if you heard him talk, which I'm sure you have this this week, I mean, he talks like a dead man walking. He knows his fate, I think, and and he knows it's over. Oh, there's James Lill today. James likes to get some picks from me, which maybe you may or not, because I went from the top of our uh, little uh, um, uh, betting pool 20 some guys uh i went from the top to probably the bottom i'm two from the bottom one from the bottom and uh been a bad month so i don't know if you want any picks for me today but james throw a couple i'll give you some picks if you want them saints would uh would jump the eagles if they had to uh i don't know if that's accurate um Alan, that one I got, I'm not sure is correct. Let's see. I don't know what the tiebreaker is. They're not showing it on the uh, tiebreaker uh, sheet that I have. Um, NFC. 
Let's see. Yeah, they don't show that. They don't show that that's an option. 49ers have to lose. I'm still seeing, um, unless something changed, uh, they would lose a tiebreaker to the Eagles. All right, let's see if we can help. Uh, let's see if we can help James out here. Steelers plus 10. What the heck kind of uh, lines are you getting there, James? What is the line in that game? No way, they're a 10-point dog. If they are, be all over them. If this could be a teaser. Uh, you might have a teaser uh, parlay here. I'm not sure. Let's see, what do we have? The uh, I was going to go to my picks here in a second anyway. So Steelers, I've got a minus four and a half, but I still like the Steelers even at minus four and a half. So I will give you the Steelers today. That Atlanta game's tough, man. Oh, I see what you're saying. Money. Uh, no, it's a money line. Uh, Atlanta plus 10. I would like Atlanta with 10 points today. I might take Tampa Bay on the money line. And the Rams? What the Rams got today? I do like the Falcons with the four and a half at home over the Saints, actually. And the Rams have got the 49ers. You know, that's a tough one. The Rams, well, they can secure a second spot. Is it that important, though? Is it is where you finish two or three that important? Maybe down the road you don't get a home game? How much are they going to put out there? I don't know. I'm going to take the Rams, though. I guess minus the five and a half if I got to pick somebody. Carlos, Eagles coaching staff is young and have good minds. You know what? Agreed. I wasn't so sure. That, look at I was way we got really down on the Eagles. Um, you know, other than picking Devontae Smith uh, with their first round pick, I didn't think they were had done much right in in the off season. I didn't think they. Uh, I didn't think Jalen Hurts was going to be a playoff quarterback. Still remains to be seen if he can be a championship quarterback, but they've done a great job there. And no Henry today. We did get that. Henry not playing today for sure. Alan, I do not think that's true as they are already in. I think you're talking about the Eagles. Uh, Kenny, I have to agree. Here's another one of our bots. We'll get rid of them. A lot of comments here today. What else we got here? Oh, Anthony, Kenny, they mentioned it last night during the game. If they lost, they're locked in at seven. Yeah, well, so they can't get knocked out today. didn't matter to them. And the game wasn't all that important last night, right? Except maybe to the Cowboys and changing their seating. Raiders will announce their new coach soon. A big name is guessing. Well, you know, Jim Harbaugh is a, a, a discussion point that I had here uh, as well, which we talked about uh, on Friday's show as well. I do think uh, Jim Harbaugh is considering a move back to the uh, – to, uh, the NFL the Raiders would be a prime choice. He's good friends with uh, Mark Davis. They've got a quarterback in place. Uh, Carlos and I had a little debate about uh, whether, you know, Derek Carr was a, uh, was somebody that you could win a championship with. I have my doubts. I cared and paired him to Jeff George, which might be a little harsh. Um, but again, I, 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 if I give you a better comparison, how about, you know, Matthew Stafford. He's had some good – there have been at times some decent teams around him, and I don't believe he's won a playoff game when they've been there. 
neither did Matthew Stafford. So anyway, I think the the Raiders will be in play for Harbaugh. I think the I think the Bears are definitely going to be in play for Harbaugh. Played his a lot of years here as a player, and uh, they've got a franchise quarterback in place theoretically. Um, Vikings could be a spot. Uh, Rick mentioned that. And I did. I brought this up on my own. I had not seen the article, but it's funny. Uh, Carlos and I talked about, I threw out at the very end of our discussion, the Giants. And apparently they're, they're making a commitment that Daniel Jones will be their quarterback next year. And Jim Harbaugh may just think he could do that. Now, Harbaugh in New York could be a problem. Um, but... Um, it's intriguing. There was an article in one of the New Jersey papers, uh, which is where the Giants play, by the way. And I'll bring, I got something to bring up about that, too. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, I, I think Harbaugh could be intrigued by that. And there was an article in one of the New Jersey papers about uh, just that. Would Harbaugh be intrigued by that job? Uh, they rested hurt because they were in. Agreed. I, that's that. That's a good indication right there that they did not. They had it locked up for sure. Now the Saints won't pass them though. Um. And again, I'm not sure what I. I can't tell you what the tiebreaker is off the top of my head that that keeps the Eagles ahead of the Saints, uh, Allen. But there is no way that the Eagles, if the Eagles were in any danger of not having a, a playoff spot secured, then Hertz would have been playing quarterback last night, not Minshew. Another good point. You know, I, I read an article this morning, um, uh, a blog more than an article, I guess, a blogger, had said Gardner Minshew needs to be a starting quarterback again in the NFL somewhere, not necessarily with the Eagles. But I'm, I, I'm not sold on Gardner Minshew. It might have been head-to-head. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not, I can't go back and look at that. Uh, again, you know, there's different tiebreakers when you're talking about division ties, uh, division lead ties, and wild card ties, right? So we have to go back, and it gets very convoluted. Bob's agreeing with me. Bring on the Bills for the Patriots. I'm, I, I, I like their chances against the Bills in the first round. I'd really like to get that game at home, though. Oh, that's no problem, Alan. Listen, a lot of stuff gets thrown around, even on this show, right? We throw stuff around, and sometimes we're not accurate just because we're reading things that we find, you know, on the internet and whatnot. Faggio's a good coach. Broncos, eight players short of a decent team. Well, it'd be a different guy trying to get eight those eight players, Carlos, because Faggio's going to get fired. It's okay, Alan. You're all good. What is that avatar, by the way? What is that avatar? I've been trying to figure that out, Alan. <laughs> Fill me in. New York approved bet- oh, online betting. Big story uh, here in New York this this uh, this week. Uh, I don't, Billy, and you 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 follow these things probably a little closer than I do because I don't. Well, not that you're a big better. I don't mean it from that standpoint, but the, uh, the political uh, thing. Uh, is it? I can can I go make a wager on on uh, FanDuel today or? Or is there a date that it starts? Who oh, hacked Carlos's account speaking out for a coach? Recently, um, Carlos has spoke out for a few coaches. 
It's uh, and not a young coach either, by the way. I, I I've often uh, accused, kiddingly, uh, Carlos of of ageism um, when it comes to this. He wants everybody over a certain age fired, but Fajo's not a young guy. Or if they've talked to a Shanahan, so uh, you know. I may be getting fired from my job because I read a book that Mike Shanahan wrote one time. So I probably am going to lose my standing with Carlos here soon. Allen's picking the 49ers Raiders today. Guess we're on opposite sides here, Allen. I need a couple of wins, man. I was I was fortunate. I got a split yesterday. I bet the I bet the Kansas City minus a ten and a half and. Uh, they they finished three yards or four yards short of uh, covering. Bob, Bills fans will be apocalyptic. Sorry, I know I said that word wrong. If they lose another home playoff game to the Patriots, Pat beat them. Yeah, well, that Pat Bob goes back a long ways. Bob and I both can go back a long ways, and you, I get accused of going back too far, and Bob just topped me. For any of my references. So good, good call there. <laughs> How many of those people are alive that are at that game, though? <laughs> uh, what about Maryland? Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anthony, help me out there, but I see my bot's still trying to make uh, Billy's not sure. It looks like about the betting today. Raiders second string quarterback is better than than their car. Who is their second string quarterback? Um, I don't know that their second string is better. I'm just saying and their cars had decent numbers throughout his career. And so was Matthew Stafford. Just no wins. Harbaugh too smart for the Giants job. Well, one of the problems Jim Harbaugh is he thinks he's too smart for everybody. Right. That's one of his problems that I've seen throughout his career. He's, again, another guy who gets a little smug and needs to be the smartest guy in the room. Think Bruce Arians. And his brother, too, who I used to like, John Harbaugh. I really did. But, um, you know, lately, I don't know. The last few years, he's kind of backed up on me. Stafford playing. Look at not all bad teams though. He's had he had a couple of decent teams. They had you know through the years they had not a lot. I'm not telling you he played with a ton of talent there, year in and year out. But they had a couple of good teams that went to the playoffs and had no success. That's it. That's all I'm saying. And by the way, quarterbacks need to lift players' performance. I'll remind you of some of the players that one Tom Brady won with good players, not great players. David Givens, David Patton, Troy Brown, nice players. These are not hall of fame character caliber players. Antoine Smith at running back. The skill position players they won their first three Super Bowls with, and all of their Super Bowls, outside of Gronk, Randy Moss, who they didn't win any Super Bowls with, I can't think of a single skill position player. You'll get, Somebody's going to tell me Edelman, I know, and I don't think Edelman's going to make the Hall of Fame. Other than Gronk, I'm not sure there's a single skill position player, and correct me if I'm wrong, Bob, a single skill position player that Tom Brady ever played with that will make the Hall of Fame. 
And we don't know anything solid. If the networks are saying one thing and we're saying another, I'm just going by what the NFL uh, network has got posted today. So Broncos are one good quarterback from being a good team. And Keith, it's a, it's a hedgehog. Oh, it's a hedgehog. All right, cool. Thank you, Alan, for clearing that up for me. <laughs> uh, not a, not to be confused with a groundhog, which will be the new uh, Washington nickname. Kidding. I think uh, somebody brought it to the show the other night that the Admirals has been leaked as the new uh, uh, name that the Redskins, oops, sorry, team formerly known as the Redskins will announce on February 2nd, Groundhog Day. I was, it might have been Anthony or it might have been Alan. Somebody uh, leaked that the other night. Oh, Marcus Mariota. Uh, you know what? I like Marcus Mariota a lot. Um, I forgot he was there. Um, he was a guy the Patriots, I hope that, you know, before they drafted Mac Jones and before they brought in Cam Newton last year, he was a guy I wish the Patriots had gone after. I like Mark's Mariota's game. So that's a good call by Kenny. Um, I'm only the smartest person in the room when I'm in this room, but uh, no, I'm just kidding, guys. You guys have plenty of smarts. But we uh, we do all tend to do that. Yes, it's a, look, anytime we debate, right, it's my opinion against your opinion sometimes facts will outweigh an opinion <laughs> more often than not we have we believe our opinions outweigh the facts and i'm i'm at, i'm no different mike evans mm, not sure what that one's there oh mike <laughs> no randy moss isn't yeah but he didn't win i mean he uh, players that he won a super bowl with rick sorry should be clear um, so he played with Randy Moss. He did not win any Super Bowls with Randy Moss. In fact, he lost one. Maybe Corey Dillon will make the Hall of Fame. I'm not, I don't think Corey Dillon's getting to the Hall of Fame. And Corey Dillon's a great example, another great example of a malcontent who came to the Patriots and bought into the system and, and got turned around and, and was a very good contributor. Um, so if you guys have more comments there, you know, that's all I got for. For that little segment, I didn't want to bring up, uh, somebody brought up, uh, oh, I guess I brought it up, talking about the New Jersey article and the fact that the Giants only play in, uh, the Giants and Jets use uh, the Patriots, uh, good grief, man, use the New York logos and call New York their home team. Well, there's a guy who is suing the, uh, the suing the Jets and the Giants in a class action suit for $8 billion, $2 million in, let's see if I can find the article quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, I find it hilarious, by the way, because I always joke about this, right? So a New York man is suing the Jets and Giants, claiming they're misleading fans by calling themselves the New York, uh, calling themselves New York teams while playing in New Jersey. Uh, the plaintiff is, and I'll butcher this name, Abdil Serrero demands the teams return to New York and he wants $6 billion in damages. And he asks in a class, class action complaint for an order returning the franchises to New York in 2025. Man, are we a litigious society or not? So you guys might want to jump in on this. So you, any of you Giants and Jets fans, you might be able to get, you know, nothing for uh, jumping in on this. 
class action suit. I find it hilarious, though. I found this story enough that I had to bring it up. Oh, God. Who was it? Carlos Boomer leaked it on Boomer and Geo. Oh, the Admiral's name? Maybe it was you that brought it up, Carlos. I thought you told me Groundhogs. Somebody else, somebody told me Groundhogs. Who wanna? Not sure who that is, Bob. <laughs> Let's get this straight. The Oats. The Oats. Had a great quarterback, but their defense won the titles. Who are the Oats? You're talking about the Pats? Now, we use, but look at, they had good defenses in the first three years. Well, first of all, you don't win with just a good defense and no offense. And the quarterback won the, the MVP in, the, in those Super Bowls, by the way. Tom Brady became Tom Brady probably in the in the Super Bowl against the uh, – it's when he started to become the Tom Brady we now know in the Super Bowl against the uh, Panthers. They had good defenses, not but not all those teams had really good defenses. They had a great defense in 2007. They had a great defense – Good defenses, um, really good defenses in their first three Super Bowls. But their defenses weren't all world against Atlanta. You remember falling behind 28 to 3? I think the offense had something to do with that game. Anyway. Just another opinion, Kenny. <laughs> They're going to keep the same colors. It's, you know, I don't mind those uniforms. I, I kind of like simple, right? Yeah, I figured that out. Baltimore. What's Baltimore? What's Baltimore, Kenny? All right. Let's jump to uh, let's jump to another topic. We're getting we spent a lot of time in the NFL today. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. You guys got topics you want to talk about. Don't ever be afraid to bring them up if I haven't. We'll have Mark Mancini in at 1025. So I'm not going to go through all my picks today. I will tell you guys uh, before I move on from the NFL that Mark, uh, my boy Mark is, uh, Matthewson has wrapped up, I would say. He's got a six uh, win lead over uh, Ryan Lehman in the TGI Sports Talk Pro Football Pick'em. And a good effort by uh, some others. I know we had some issues with uh, being able to have access, but uh, well, I thought we were talking about, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Kenny. I thought you were talking about just, oh, Baltimore. Well, we were talking about the Patriots. Did they, oh, you're saying they won. Look, at he was efficient in the Super Bowl. And they had a running back that ran for like 2,100 yards that year. Don't forget. So it's not like they had no offense, but you're right. I mean, the Baltimore defense led them to a Super Bowl, right? I don't disagree with that, but it's not like they had no offense. Jamal Lewis ran for, I think, 2,100 yards that year. Some fans, you know what? I wouldn't necessarily be against that. My only problem is every time I see WFT, I think of something else. I, I I must be dyslexic because the first thing I think of is something else, right? 
So anyway, continue. We can continue to talk about that. I am going to switch topics a little bit here and jump on to um, let's talk about the college football final just for a couple of minutes. Uh, I know I talked about it Friday. I talked about it a little bit, uh, a lot, actually, on a college football show on Wednesday, but don't want to just skip over it entirely here. I'm going to go out again and say, and Kenny's going to disagree with me, I believe, and Billy's going to disagree with me here. But I would say Alabama and Georgia in this SEC rematch, championship game rematch, will be a dogfight that will be won by the Georgia Bulldogs 28-24. I think Georgia, I think both teams, I think Georgia saw the best that Alabama had and Alabama saw the worst that Georgia had. Just my opinion. Georgia got behind in that game, which they cannot do in this game, because Stetson Bennett, while he's a um, you know, a decent college quarterback, you can't be playing from behind with Stetson Bennett as your quarterback. You got to stick to your strengths. You got to put pressure on Bryce Young. And the Alabama pass blocking has been suspect. As good as Bryce Young's numbers are, that offensive line has been suspect all year. They don't run the ball anywhere near oh. well as they as they used to. And uh, hang on one second. I want to make sure we don't have a. Uh, that wasn't it. I don't know who the heck is messaging me here. No idea. Um, where was I? Sorry. Oh, yeah. So, uh, again, Stetson Bennett needs to play mistake-free football. And they got to get the ball to their playmakers, right? You know, Brock Bowers had a really good year at tight end. He's the only guy who really stepped up against Alabama the last time. So they need to get the ball to, you know, some of their, their better wide receivers and keep and keep Alabama from getting out in front in this game. They just gotta play the they just gotta play the type of def, uh, uh, offensive and defensive football that they played all season long. Alabama is no slouch though. They're playing their best football of the year. But again, this is still not this is still not a vintage Alabama uh Nick Saban coach team. This team has struggled against really bad football teams this year. Now, maybe they just played down to the level of their competition. But I still think Georgia and Kirby Smart are going to get off the snide and finally beat Alabama. And that's been a look at that's been a sticking point, as Rick Sherlock can say, for a lot of years. You know, Georgia's had some really good football teams through the years. Mark Reich had some really good football teams, but just could not get over the hump. And I believe they haven't won a national championship. And, Rick, you can you can uh, help me out here. I'm going to say 1980 with Vince Dooley as the coach. So let's see what we got here. We got some... Uh, Man, I don't even remember him. That's too funny. 
I do. You know, I remember the controversial playoff game, uh, Bob, and I don't remember who, who Moana. <laughs> Great name, right? Oh, Bob's going to be a wealth of Patriot knowledge. You guys are going to love Bob on this show. I know you guys love the Patriot chat. No more time, Keish. <laughs> there is no truth to the rumor that Mark is going to win the pool in the $100 gift card because he is my uh, personal shoe tire. Happened one time on a cruise. I We just walked out of dinner and my shoe, my sneaker was untied and Mark's wife said, Mark, Keish's shoe's untied. Next thing I know, he's tying my shoe. Another bot. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, it's a funny story. I can post this picture here one day. Oh, by the way, Kenny, I did see a video. I was on Facebook just mindlessly thumbing through videos that come up in my feed. And there was a shot of John Daly, not, I don't think in official play, but just on the golf course, swinging one-handed. And he was playing barefoot. thought you'd like that. What about the girl that won the senior skating championships at the right age of 25? I did not know that. I didn't, um, I didn't, you know, I haven't, I don't really follow the skating. So I apologize, Kenny. We can, we can jump into that though. If you have more details to share, but congratulations to her. I mean, the Olympics are coming up and, you know, I do like to root for some of those sports, but I don't know anything about them. Allen's got Bama winning 31-27. I think I missed some uh, something here. I thought, there we go. I missed a couple. Uh, Carlos, 28-24, close score. That's the same score I got. And I, But you have it Georgia or Alabama, Carlos? <laughs> Billy. Oh, Billy. I don't know that you've gotten one of these references in all year, but. That's a that would be a close score, and I think it would probably be some kind of record score. <laughs> John Delane, welcome. Good to see you this morning. I thought for sure you'd avoid the Natty game uh, because there's two SEC teams in it. Now we talked about it a lot, um, and I was uh, I was look at you know John where I stand on Cincinnati, and I think Cincinnati equated themselves fine. Um, there's obviously a talent difference and a size difference and a lot of elder differences between these teams. And, you know, Cincinnati, if they were more aggressive early in the game, I think could have turned this into a football game as it was, they were in the game, uh, you know, until the fourth quarter and, uh, you know, the SEC, you SEC elitists have got the game you got, um, so I didn't avoid – I talked about that game a lot Wednesday night on the college football huddle and uh, certainly wasn't avoiding it. But, you know, congratulations to USCC guys. And John Delane, by the way, congratulations. I believe you're an LSU fan, if I remember right, John. Or De John DeLon. John DeLon. I called you the wrong name. Sorry, John DeLon. I believe that's how you told me to pronounce your name, and I apologize for doing it wrong the first time. Um, I believe you're an LSU fan. And uh, congratulations on uh, getting Brian Kelly as your coach. And uh, hopefully they won't be firing him in three years when he has not won a national championship, but he has perfected his Southern accent. Alabama will put all this stuff to rest 38 to seven. That's uh, I can't see that happen. Bama ran it down. Uh, I think you mean Michigan or I'm sorry. I think you mean uh, Georgia. Uh 
Yeah, they don't. I think he's uh, misspoke. 1980s, correct. Look at me go. Barefoot is how Kenny knew <laughs> greens and fairways were set up. It's amazing the way Kenny can play golf with no shoes. Barefoot. John DeLon, I'm not sure what to expect in that game. As a result, I want to be placing. You won't be placing. I, I love UGA. I really do. Uh, I think the line's coming down. Uh, I read it, I read something that it, I don't know if it dropped a full point, but the Bama money's coming in. It was three and a half. It started out, and I hope it does come down because I'll be on Georgia, and I want it below three and a half. That's for sure. I'd like it below three. And I thought John was an LSU fan. I was right. Cincinnati didn't do anything to try to win the game on offense. They played not to get blown out, and they didn't play to win. I agree I, totally with those comments, John. And I said uh, – a couple times since the semifinals on this show, probably last Sunday and the college football show. If Luke Fickle had been more aggressive on fourth down early in the game, once they kicked a field goal, they had at least one other fourth and short, you know, in their, you know, in their own territory. Um, but you know, not whatever midfield ish wouldn't go for it. Kick the ball away. Now, if they'd been more aggressive on offense, and again, I think they were trying to protect Ritter, but they just weren't. You're right. They were not aggressive enough, and uh, they played not to lose, and you can't do that. You can't wait for Alabama to make mistakes. Their defense is good, but not that good, Cincinnati, right? And the defense ran out of gas uh, in, at the end of the game because they just had they were on the field too much. So good stuff there, guys. Let's jump to uh, – let me talk about Kyrie Irving. Listen, uh, I don't know if I have a banner for this or not. I'm going to talk about Kyrie Irving just a little bit here. I won't even put up a – I won't even put up a banner for that. Uh, let's see. Let's just put up this banner back up. So Kyrie Irving back with the Nets. Another guy who's not playing because the NBA – not the NBA, New York City, you have got to be vaccinated to be able to um, be in uh, public places. I don't necessarily agree with, you know, government, whether it's federal, state, or local governments mandating these types of things. I don't. I guess I understand why they think they should. But I think private uh, companies should be able to do whatever they want. Now, with the with the New York City mandate, Kyle, Kyrie Irving would only be able to play half the schedule. And the Nets said in October they didn't want that. That was not in the best interest of the team winning a championship. But now in January, with the team struggling a little bit, they're still second place in the East, but they're not, you know, setting the world on fire and they're starting to have some injuries. Now Kyrie gives them a better chance to win a championship and they're going to let him play just road games. So if the Nets are hypocritical here in this situation. Kyrie gets to stick to his guns and it's only a matter of time before he needs a, you know, a, men a mental health week from playing on the road because it's just too much going on in his life. And he, you know, again, this very likely with Kyrie's a mental health thing, and I don't like to make light of it, but Kyrie has done nothing but 
caused distractions on every team he's ever been on since he got to the pros. Great player in college. Really helped LeBron and Cleveland win their championship uh, before he left Cleveland. In fact, he made the big shots to win the game, win, win the championship, really. But then he goes to Boston and he just goes off the rails and he's a total distraction there. Gets the, the nets and we all know what went on last year. You know, he's upset about the January 6th uh, uh, Capitol riots and a lot of people were for different reasons, but he needs a week off. I went to work the next day. As did millions and millions and millions of other people, not Kyrie. Kyrie needs some time off to reflect. Plus there were other uh, times where he had to take a game off here, two games off here. I mean, come on, you can't count on this guy to, to help you win a national championship. I'm sorry, uh, NBA championship. So I don't know what they're thinking about. I really don't. Um, anyway, this is just, it's only a matter of time before he implodes again, has to take some time off. You know, and again, when you've got a guy who's the, the spokesperson for the Flat Earth Society, Kyrie, really, seriously, I will help you in this this one thing that is really ruling part so much of your life, this flatter thing. Get in a car with me, Kyrie. We'll drive as far as you want to go. I've said this a bunch of times. We will never drive off the end of the earth. Never. Won't happen. Uh, you know you're in a bad spot as a program when your basketball team is having uh, more success in football. Look at you, Miami. Yeah, yeah. we're going to talk a little bit of college basketball here in a second, I think. I've been wanting to get to it, and we'll get to it on Wednesdays. But, by the way, Miami's made a good hire in uh, in Marco Cristobali, I think. And the ACC will rebound next year. Not that they had a bad year this year. Just because Clemson stinks doesn't mean the whole league stunk. And I think Miami is going to rebound probably quicker than we think. Plus, they're making a big investment dollar-wise into that uh, program. Their biggest problem, though, is not going to go away. They play 70 miles off campus uh, at the Hard Rock Stadium, and the students don't go out. They are, I believe they are paying him only for the games he plays in, Rick, um, the way I understand it. So, again, it's look, the, the Nets are hypocrites here. Steak and eggs with home fries. Nice, Kenny. Very nice. Anyway, that's where we stand there. Let's take a quick look. We got about 10 minutes here before. Uh, oh, before Mark comes in, Mark Mancini from Mancini Media we will be talking with here shortly. Um, we've already talked about all this stuff. Major League Baseball, I got really nothing to talk about, I don't think. You know, the lockout drags on. As soon as they talk, we'll talk more about it. Uh, the, the Yankees uh, lost uh, Eric Chavez, who they hired to be their batting assistant batting coach to the Mets, who, after he signed with the Yankees, signed with a Met to be their batting coach. So Buck stealing from the Yankees. I'm sure that makes uh, the Yankees happy. Um, other than that, we're going to get Larry Sorensen on one of these uh, Sunday shows, as I said, uh, to talk a little about the, the baseball lockout, maybe as soon as next week. I don't know. We'll see what's happening. 
if any movement, uh, I want to get Larry's thoughts. Larry was a major league. Larry's been on a college football show uh, a lot. He's a color analyst for the Wake Forest football team and the baseball team. And Larry had a very uh, good major league baseball career back in the 70s and uh, and late 80s. Or early 80s, sorry. Uh, what do you got here? John doesn't see – well, John, you don't see anybody doing well that isn't in the SEC from what I can tell. He's very much like Coach O, a great recruiter, a great motivator, but not very good X's and O's coach. I don't know. I, I think he's got a uh, – I think he's got a way he wants to, to – to, I will say this. I think he's got a way that he wants to coach games – and he does not – he's not flexible in getting away from what he wants his team to do, which has been his downfall. Now, whether he can change, he's – you know, coaches get more comfortable in their own skin. He'll be in a new environment. Maybe he changes his, his approach. And he needs to recruit. One of the Miami's problems is – and Florida and Florida State – is they have not recruited in their own state as well as they have in the past. So. Sorry, John, about that SEC dig. I know you're just giving your opinion. So that's just me being me. Quick look at college basketball real quick before we get Mark Mancini in here in about eight minutes. He'll be calling in, so you'll have to look at that uh, that picture you don't like so much, Rick. Um, anyway. Quick look at the college basketball rankings. Few surprises um, as we head into college. As we head into, uh, oh gosh, what are we heading into? Conference play. Finally, non-conference. Not that they're over, but the big the big conferences will now be starting their conferences. Let's just look at some of the bigger conferences, right? Uh, we won't look at the some of the smaller ones at least today. We'll look at the A's. The AAC, because you do have the number 12-ranked Houston, Houston Cougars there who started off the season um, fairly well. 11-1, uh, I believe their record is. I don't know, oh, 14-2, sorry. 14-2 is their record, and they have started 3-0 in the conference. Tulane, a bit of a surprise there. Not ranked, but 3-1 in the conference. Uh, only 6-7 and seven overall, but it's a surprising start in conference for Tulane. And the other uh, teams of note there, Memphis, uh, who has had a bit of a uh, – some people talk about them early in the year. Uh, they're off to a bit of a slow start at 8-5 and five overall. Uh, the A-10, not in very good shape this year, guys. Davidson's off to a good start at 12-2, and two, but VCU's only 9-4 and four as they start. They're 2-0 in conference. St. Louis is 10-4. and four. The team that a lot of people were touting after last year's uh, uh, COVID season, St. Bonaventure, got off to a really uh, rough start. Uh, they are eight and three now. Have not played a conference game, but they're going to have trouble uh, getting more than one bid out of this conference this year. That's for sure. Um, and as far as the AAC, you know, right now I'm going to say that's probably a one bid conference as well. The A10, I'm sorry. Uh, the Atlantic Coast Conference, the ACC, uh, uh, somebody mentioned, I think it was Alan, mentioned Miami off to a good start, 13-3. and three. Not ranked, but 5-0 and oh in the ACC. That's a surprise. Louisville rebounding, 10-5, and 4-1 in the conference. Notre Dame off to a decent start. North Carolina's rebounded. All the Blue Bloods have rebounded here. 
um, all the blue, not all of them, but the three teams that really struggled last year, North Carolina, Duke, and uh, Kentucky have all gotten off the decent starts here. Duke is number two in the country at 12 and two. They did. They do have a conference loss already. Uh, and uh, Carolina under new coach uh, Hubert Davis off to 11 and a four start. So look at the ACC is going to be very deep, very talented. One of the big disappointments here is the Syracuse Orangemen. Um, who finally have found some guys to put the ball in the basket, but now they cannot stop the other team from putting the ball in the basket. And uh, Jim Beheim's vaunted um, zone defense is not doing their job. So we're going to see what can happen there. Big 12, Baylor, number one in the country, 15-0. and 0. I don't think they're going to go undefeated as they got to play in a tough Big 12 conference uh, where Oklahoma is off to a 12-3 and 3 start under their new coach. Um, Texas is off to a 10 and three start. Texas tech looks really good. Kansas is always good. All these teams are ranked in the top 25, except for Oklahoma so far. And Iowa state was off to a one and two start in the conferences ranked 11th in the country. So that, that will be a tough conference going forward. And we'll be diving into this stuff. Um, we'll be coming into this, uh, uh, Wednesdays, we'll be starting to dive deeper into this. The Big East, Providence, a big surprise. 16th in the country, 14 and 2, 4 and 1 in the conference. Villanova is 19th, 11 and 4. Xavier, off to a 12 and 2 start, 2 and 1 in the conference. And Seton Hall, 11 and 3, 2 and 2 in the conference. Those are the teams that are ranked in the top 25 in the Big East. St. John's off to a bit of an uneven start at 9 and 4. Um, they need to kind of rebound. I like St. John's a lot. Um, I like the talent that they were bringing back. They've been without Champagne, uh, who I know I'm saying his name wrong right now. Um, they've been well, without him at stretches. They've had some COVID issues. Uh, let's see if they can rebound in uh, in conference play. Uh, I'm not going to concentrate again on these smaller guys. I want to get to your guys' comments. I know there's a couple comments to get to, and I will. Let me go through the rest of the big conferences. The Big Ten, Michigan, the big, big disappointment here. Off to a 7-8 and eight start, 1-2 and two in a conference. Juwan Howard is just beside himself. This team last year, which was such a big surprise, has really turned around the other direction. And Michigan State, another the, one of the Blue Bloods that struggled mightily last year, is off to a 13-2 and two start. They're ranked 10th in the country, undefeated in the Big Ten so far. Illinois, 11-3. and three. Ohio State, Wisconsin, Purdue, all ranked in the top uh, 25. Purdue is number three, by the way. Um, so, it's going to be, a, again, a very, very, very good league uh, and a very well-rounded league. Uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes, who are one of my favorites because they're Coach Fan McCafferty, who coached here at Siena uh, for quite a few years and was very successful. I always root for Iowa. They're off to a one and three start in the conference. Not a good start for Fran McCafferty and, and those uh, Iowa Hawkeyes. And I guess Conference USA, eh, I'm not going to concentrate on that. Uh, Horizon League, Ivy League, nobody. Oh, Iona. By the way, Iona, and, and I got to talk about the Metro Atlantic only because Iona's off to 11 and 3 start with uh, Rick Patino in his second year as a coach. Tough year last year for the Gales because of COVID, and they played very few games. But Rick Patino's turning this program around. And watch out if Rick Patino stays, keeps his nose clean, and moves his team forward, this could be, you know, uh, this they got the potential at Iona to be a Gonzaga of the East, in my mind. 
So we'll see what happens there. And the Siena, on a local level, Siena is off to a one-on-one start in conference and four and six overall. Not a good start for the uh, for the uh, Siena men. And let's jump to the Pac-12 quick. UCLA, uh, who's been ranked very highly all year, is off to a 10 and one start, 2-0 in the conference. USC's at 7. Arizona uh, bouncing back, even with still some allegations hanging over their heads yet. Um, investigations by the NCAA and the FBI, um, they're still hanging in there. So it, not as strong, though. Again, the Pac-12 Pac um, has not been as strong as or as deep. UCLA bounced back last year, got to the Final Four. But again, overall, that league is not as uh, deep as it's been. Let's see uh, what kind of comments we had here on my college basketball. Um, <laughs> John just talking about my comments about the SEC. <laughs> UConn lost a close game. They do have a good point, Rick. Uh, we want to kind of keep track of uh, Amsterdam native uh, Andre Jackson, uh, who is a starter at UConn. And uh, he's played very good basketball there the last two years. I think season might have been interrupted or, or kind of an up and down season because of injury last year. Uh, but it's going to be very interesting to watch uh, UConn and uh, Andre Jackson this year, as you know, uh, from a local level. And UConn is off to a ten and four start and one and two in a conference. Very good coach in uh, in Hurley there as well, Danny Hurley. And Vic Fangio just got fired, Carlos. Good call. Thank you, Rick, for that update. Um, <laughs> you sure it's his nose? I missed something. I missed a comment here. You know, sometimes I think, depending on where you guys are, remember, wherever you're watching from, depending on where you're watching from, I think you've got to say, uh, you, you know, it's okay to post your comments to – to StreamYard. John uh, DeLon, you might be able to uh, comment on that because it looks like you might be watching on YouTube. And I do think you need to maybe do that. So I don't know if I see all the comments, depending on what venue you're watching on. Remember, we're streaming live to Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram soon, I hope. And then the shows will air. Um, this show will air just to give you guys a little bit of a uh, uh, insight. This show will air at 11, I'm sorry, 12, a, 12 p.m. on Sundays on, on Roku. We'll still be doing the show live at 9 a.m. This sh uh, Friday's Are You Serious show will still be live at 8 a.m., but air on air at uh, 11 a.m. Hello, Mark Mancini. Hey, brother, how are you? Good, how are you? Hang on one second. Uh, so, okay. So this... Uh, where was I, guys? I forget where it was. Uh, so Friday's show will still be uh, live at 8 a.m., but air uh, on Roku at 11 a.m. The uh, college football slash college basketball huddle will uh, air on Thursdays on Roku at 12, but still be live at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. And then our vlogs and, and recaps of Patriot games and such will end up on demand on Roku as well. So with that, let's welcome in Mark Mancini from Mancini Media. How are you, Mark? Wow, I'll tell you, what an introduction. It's nice to see Roku's blowing up your network and everything. This is a show that sweeps the country on Sundays to grind, and I love it, man. A cup of joe to start it, get in it with you, watch the games later, 
exciting, baby. Listen, Sal, uh, your 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 uh, your uh, showmate uh, from Philadelphia, Sal, commented earlier. How do you get up? How do I get you up so early to get on this show? Uh, <laughs> and I told him one you know what it is. The Philly, the Philly guys are great, man. Sal out there, Marianne, they get me up. They get me revved up. I feel like Dick Vitale. I'm running up the the, the steps. I'm hitting the Rocky statue throwing it in the Lincoln financial field, banging the Liberty Bell. I mean, there's a lot of things. Enjoying a cheesesteak from Gino's or Pat's at the same time. Well, I don't say cheesesteaks. We got Rick uh, Rick Sherlock in the room who's still waiting on two cheesesteaks from you. So yeah, you know, I always, I always get them to him. You know, I'm going to have to get him to him. A lot of things, man. I'm, I'm running around ragged, man, doing all these things and, you know, spreading myself to the point where, man, Mancini over here, Mancini over there, Mancini here. But I love it, man. I did tell Sal, by the way, that I thought one of the reasons I can't get you on video as much on Sunday is you're still in bed when you're doing this on your phone. <laughs> It'd be the new version. Hey, those guys in San Francisco are still asking for you. I said, yeah. He's still trying to unlock the door to Alcatraz. He can't figure out if it's up or uh, underneath Alcatraz, but he's he's dying to get back in there. Well, I saw the, I watched the movie The Rock, and they went in. They went below. So I've been looking for the way they came out to get in, <laughs> and I think they sealed the entrance or something. So he might have to get some oxygen tanks, bring some flashlights. Make sure there's no sharks in the waters there. Well, listen, send me a reminder Thursday, and I'll try to get out for sure. So definitely. And I know I still owe well, Marianne a call it for the uh, Philly show as well. So. Oh yeah, we're dying to get you in Philly on uh, you know uh, one of these Thursdays, man. We're blessed to have Freddie Coleman in this Thursday. Oh, nice. I like Freddie Coleman a lot. Uh, yeah, he's a great guy, man. So awesome. it should be interested in just a blessed bunch like uh, this group on. Uh, Sundays, Marianne knows how to book, puts out a nice book and confirmation, Sal there, and just great guys. I don't know how they put up with me, man. I'll, I'll tell you, they only have a half a cup of coffee. They'll let me have the rest. So Rick said he's still waiting for his cheesesteak, and Carlos says uh, you should just open up your own Philly steak shop, and then... <laughs> well, there's a bread company in uh, Pittsburgh called Mancini's. Maybe I'll have to get them to endorse me. Well, L.A. must need a good Philly uh, Philly uh, cheesesteak shop, I would think. Yeah, well, you know, Chad, you know, the, it's not the authentic one. It's, you know, the uh, Mickey Mouse version out here. And in L.A., i got to come out with the... Uh, disguises every week. I kind of feel like Chevy Chase and Fletch because uh, they just completely hate me. And now that I've been ripping their Rams apart, like I ripped their Dodgers, there's no love lost. I still don't know how they play hockey out here with 80 degree weather, but that's a story for another day. Well, they do it. So let's, well, we're going to jump on a couple things that I've chatted about uh, a little bit. Well, I guess at the top of the show, I want to kind of, we'll revisit it because I know there, there are things that you wanted to definitely talk about. Let's start with the Aaron Rodgers uh, saga this week. Um, you know, he, he called out a reporter, called him a bum and some other things and said he should lose his vote just because he thinks the guy won't vote for him for MVP because the guy made some comments about him being just a bad person and he wouldn't vote for him. Um and, and Aaron Rodgers thinks it's all because he's not vaccinated. And I said, and 
Carlos and I debated this also on Friday that, you know, character means something in MVP votes too. You're not the most valuable player in the league or even on your team just because of your stats and the numbers you put up. And Aaron Rodgers has done it potentially did more to hurt this team than help it uh, with a lot of his actions this year. Well, you know, I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers guy. I, I look at him as, you know, like I look at Patrick Mahomes, 15-minute car chase to State Farm Boys, I call them. But, you know, I'm not a big fan of some of these media guys. And I remember, you know, when I was covering the Dodgers uh, years back uh, in, 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 in doing the double duty with them in the Padres interview I did with Barry Bond, somebody told me, oh, yeah, no, he's this and that, and he won't give you an interview. And, you know, maybe it helped, you know, loving the Pirates and being from the cities. So basically, you know, it was nice to talk to him on it. Uh, he opened up. But, you know, I think people's perceptions in the media, you know, gets out there and they don't really know these players. And, you know, there's a being biased to the point where you just don't like the guy doesn't take the fact what he's done on the field. And you got to put that aside. And that's the problem here with this, you know, reporter, media slash guy. Unfortunately, Aaron should have took the high road and just not even given the guy two cents and not even commented on the situation. But by wow. comment on the situation, now we got a back and forth thing going. And, you know, I don't think he's the MVP. I think it's Tom Brady for what he's done at his age down there in Tampa. But, you know, to stand here and call Aaron Rodgers out and talking about most vaccinated, we don't have to really look too far and look at Antonio Brown. Look at it. We'll go to AB in a second. But, you know, again, Aaron, I'm, I'm never going to take away from what Aaron Rodgers does on the field. He's a great player. He's, you know, one of the best quarterbacks of his generation, without a doubt. He's a Hall of Fame football player. But the MVP is the, is the most important player on that team. It's not just who puts up the numbers. And to me, he divided that locker room with his nonsense in the offseason. He he knocked his own teammates by saying, when you say that, you know, they don't give me enough weapons. They don't give me the tools to actually win a Super Bowl here. They don't care about winning. That, oh, if I'm somebody on his team, I'm going, slow down a minute, Aaron. Then you get the vaccinated thing, and I don't care about him being vaccinated. It's the fact that he misled all his teammates, misled the media, misled the fans. If you feel you shouldn't be vaccinated, I'm okay with that, but have the courage your conviction shows no character doing what he did. And right. then, and then uh, you know, you, you, you've got the fact that he actually got COVID after that as well. So, again, character and leadership mean something to me in, in the MVP vote, and I do think you can can factor that in. So that's Well, and not only that, the thing is if they push the issue, that, that reporter and that media – never pushed the issue on, well, did you get the vaccination or not? I, and that, that would have really pushed the issue even more. And that's where it left it to, you know, be desired there. But when you look at what Aaron Rodgers has done, I know the division's a joke. Anyhow, we haven't seen anything with the Lions in 60 years. Uh, the Bears haven't done nothing since 85, pretty much. They had that nice run in the Super Bowl with the Rex Grossman. But the Vikings are still trying to find themselves – and, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's dissension over there and the Packers have taken advantage of it and they've rise to the occasion. And LaFleur is, is, is like 38 and nine with this team since he's been there. So, I mean, it's, it's amazing what they continue to do, even with the, the, uh, problems that they had during the off season carry over, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers, when I look at Aaron Rodgers, I think he's number two behind Brady. Yeah, and, and uh, Lafleur is going to get some votes for Coach of the Year because navigating these wa these waters 
that Aaron Rodgers caused these choppy waters. Let's not forget. Again, that's my problem with him. So, and right. we'll segue from there. And again, Carlos agrees with you because he says it's all about playing the field and the rest is fluff. And I just, it's not right. fluff because that stuff impacts a team inside a locker room more than we know because we're not there. And I agree. Maybe I'm wrong because I'm not there. But I, I've seen teams implode over things like this. And, and the Packers, to me, it's a testament to LaFleur and the rest of those players that they didn't implode. And I'll give Rodgers a little bit of credit, but I'm not going to say I'll vote for him for MVP. You're right. Tom Brady's probably the MVP again. Although, oh, yeah, yeah, although definitely. maybe that's a good place to segue because I don't understand my boy Tom Brady continuing to stick up for Antonio Brown when Antonio Brown not only continues to let whatever team gives him another chance down, but also then throws Tom Brady, who's helped him get a second, I'm sorry, a third and a fourth chance in the NFL. He throws him right under the bus saying, Tom only wanted me for football. Well, he probably did, but the guy also lets you live in his house in Tampa, in, in Massachusetts. And, Look at Antonio Brown is just a complete waste of of great talent. Well, let me let me lay it down here, and uh, no disrespect to you know uh, Cincinnati and Houston and some of these cities in the day in Jacksonville, and you know, I might hear it out of Jacksonville doing radio out of there years back. But if Antonio Brown was in these cities and had problems, okay, maybe people can be a little bit sympathetic. But when you have problems in Pittsburgh where they won six Super Bowls, you've had problems in Oakland where, you know, that organization is still trying to get back to itself. And it's a reputable organization, but God rest his soul, uh, you know, John Madden and the guys, the Commitment to Excellence program. Mm -hmm. You have problems with Belichick in New England who's won six Super Bowls. And then Tom Brady puts you in a house that he's running from Derek Jeter to get you into Tampa and you have problems there. And then you're pleading the thing, mental health. I have a friend that's got a season ticket to the New York jets. And he was at that game last week. And he basically brought something up to me right off the bat that, you know, if, if his girlfriend or whoever he was with the night before said he wasn't, you know, he wasn't the same when he was rolling around with me in bed, then he must've been knowing what he, the hell he was doing when he was getting dressed before that Tampa jet game because he sure knew what the hell he was doing when he took the jersey off, threw it, and he skipped real good crossing that field to get in the locker room. I didn't see no ankle problems there. Probably half of the New York Jet fans didn't see it. So when you're pleading mental health to me, that's just by, that's like walking into a convenience store with a gun and, and trying to rob it and then basically asking the guy if you get caught, well, I was just putting the gun on the table and get my money out so I can pay you for the beer and chips. This guy's a cancer. This guy needs to be thrown completely out of the league. I don't care about talent more so than character, and and that's what I look at. And this guy has no character. He throws everybody under the bus. He's a malcontent that needs to go. Agreed. I mean, he, you know, and, he, he and, and, go, ahead, go ahead. And not only that, here, here's the real thing. You know, there's a lot of us guys that haven't taken the vaccination. We don't want it. You know, I don't mind the testing. I haven't taken the shot. I get ridiculed. But it's taking a stand. But when somebody comes up to me and says, well, I'll give you a phony vaccination card to get into a stadium or something, I'm not going that route. It's called character. It's called sticking for what you believe in. You know, maybe it's medical choice. Maybe it's my body, not the government's. Who, who knows? 
But what Antonio Brown did by standing there and taking a phony vaccination card and saying, well, this is mine, and then getting caught, this guy's character is completely gone. So why is that? Why, why Again, I'm going to make this comparison back to uh, to Aaron Rodgers, who misled people by saying, you know, he was he I don't remember the exact terms. He didn't say he was vaccinated, but he said he was inoculated. Right. Didn't take right. the vaccine, but he led people to believe that he did. Now, he didn't get a fake vaccination card. He didn't go that far. But still, to me, it, it speaks to a guy's character when he doesn't just come out and say, I'm not getting vaccinated. I don't care what you say. Right. And, so- well, and that's that's why the respect for Kyrie Irving and I'm not a big Kyrie Irving guy, yeah. but Kyrie Irving basically told the Brooklyn Nets, hey, listen, I'm not playing here. I don't care. And, and, and basically the Brooklyn Nets came in on the situation, said, hey, listen, you know what? Let's play it. Let's let him play on road games. Kevin Durant, you know, another I'm not a big fan of him either. But he finally came out and said, you know what? I'm not going to push you know, uh, uh, Kyrie to go get a, a vaccination shot. And that's the problem. And, you know, when you, when you look at what's going on today, if a guy takes a stand, hey, look at, I had a beard for a year last year and I looked like a terrorist, but I wasn't going to shave it. And that's the, that's the thing. People, people will see wh- where your breaking point is. And you, if you're going to stick to what you believe in and what you say, people will have more respect for you than if you come in with these phony uh, vaccination cards. And, and, and not only that, Antonio Brown's burned bridges all over the place. I can understand maybe if it was one city where he had a problem with Tomlin and all that, but this guy's burned bridges in every city he's been to, continues to burn bridges, and the people that are sympathetic to that, man, I don't understand it, man. I really don't understand it. We can't go on jobs where we can you know, ridicule radio stations and everything and expect to get jobs all over the place. This guy is a clown. This guy might need help. Go get the help, but get out of the NFL. I, I, I'm hoping that there isn't one dumb, te- dumb team left that will give him another chance. Because yeah, there's always a dumb team that always thinks they can turn him around. Yeah, you just keep on <laughs> enabling this guy, and that's you know again, Tom Brady has enabled this guy as much as the NFL or, or the teams that he's been with because he's been an advocate for him in two different franchises now. Yep, so. yep, and, and, and imagine you're 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 taking top tier organizations the Patriots, the Steelers, you're taking a top-tier quarterback and Tom Brady, you're basically throwing the bird up at Rob Gronkowski and all those guys. And you know what? You might surface somewhere else down the line. Maybe the Vikings will give you a chance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you're not winning a Super Bowl in Tampa with these guys this year. I don't disagree. And to, to, to move over to Kyrie a little bit, since you brought that topic up, I talked a little bit about it. And that, again, I've got my problems with Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. If he wants to take a stand and not play and the Nets have the right to tell him he can't play. My bigger problem with him coming back now is the Nets total hypocrisy because they said in October yeah. it was not in their best interest to let Kyrie come and play only on, ro- on the road. Uh, that wasn't their best path to a championship. But now when they're hurt and they're banged up and they're not playing as well as they'd like to, now all of a sudden he is the best uh, path to a championship. So the Nets, now the Nets are not showing consistency here. And I have a, I have a little bit of a problem with that. Well, you know, you know, it, it's like out here in Los Angeles, uh, Keith. I mean, they keep saying the, 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 the you know, the uh, totals keep going up with this Omegran 30,000, 34. We shattered this record. The question I have to answer to all these people is if they were going up prior and they're going up now, how come we had a Rose parade and a Rose bowl? It just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I don't like gray areas. You know, it's more or less black and white. 
if you if you're a clown, you're not going to put your best foot forward in a locker room or something. Get out. We'll we'll get somebody else in. It'll step up. But to coddle these individuals, and when there's all of these other guys on the team, it sets a bad precedent across the board. And now people feel like, well, this is a Mickey Mouse organization to work for. You know, it's funny because Carlos mentions about Kyrie's contract uh, being a handcuff in this situation. This goes back to a conversation, I, and I think you and I had part of it. I, it started with me over Ben Simmons and his refusal to play. And, you know, you've got a contract. I'm not going to pay you if you refuse to come to work. And in Kyrie Irving's situation, he needed to, for him to be able to work, he needed to get vaccinated. He decides not to work. I'm not paying him. And I should not, not have to pay him. And I'm not even sure whether the Nets were obligated to pay him uh, when he wasn't playing. I'm not sure what that contract situation was, but I'm not bringing him back. The, the Nets folded, totally folded on their stance on this whole thing. And Kyrie's well, not only that, and, and, yeah, and the, and the Ben Simmons thing, and I like Ben Simmons a lot. Unfortunately, you got to have thick skin. You know, you're playing in the city of Philadelphia. I understand they handled it wrong. And Beach City wasn't a babysitter. Doc Rivers thought, you know, we can't win with this guy. But, you know, rise above it. Go go put the time in. That city will embrace you. There's certain cities, if they see you putting the work in, they'll embrace it. I don't understand these Javi Baez's and these Julius Randles that start, you know, throwing the bird at, at, at their own fans in a city. It's just beyond me. I'm not a big fan of the, you know, playing in New York, you know, with with all that too. But those dudes are paying your 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 salary there. You know what? If if they're booing you, they got a right to boo you. Come back the next day, make them cheer you. Yeah, and Carlos is talking about the contracts guarantee. They have to pay Kyrie and Ben. Well, my point is, you're probably right, Carlos. My point is, they have to get away from these contracts. I've got a contract, you know, that says I will work and get paid for it. Right. You know, yep. if I don't show up to work, I'm not going to get paid. They're going to, they're going to uh, end my contract. They're not going to pay me, and they don't have to put these. They can put clauses in uh, that you have. They shouldn't have to put a clause in that you must report to work to get paid. I mean, it's just right. it's nonsense. And the, the, look at these teams are their own worst enemies when they keep paying guys for not working. Right. So. Well, you, and it's hard, I, I, you know, for me, it's kind of hard to watch the NBA today. I mean, yeah. you know, there's no defense being played. They, they, they're trying to, you know, promote, you know, players instead of teams. Far cry from the 80s when it was the Celtics, Sixers, the Lakers, and teams, and then you had the Bulls. It's a whole different animal. Uh, same thing in baseball. I'm never been a big Rob Manfred guy. This guy's a complete clown. When he first came in, he thought the World Series trophy was a piece of metal. Uh, this guy just doesn't get it. I mean, there's no, there's, there's no bunning. There's no stealing in the game. Come on, man. Bring back the Pete Rose types that bust their ass to, to, to want to win. And, 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 and not only that, you got, you know, pitching staffs that throw five innings. Where's the guys that went eight and then you brought in the closer to close it? You know, it's funny. Let me circle back for a second to LaFleur with Green Bay because Carlos has, uh, had put up a comment a while back here. I missed it. You know, you talked about him being 38-9, and, you know, he talks about the division he's playing in. Well, you know what? You're, those teams should get better. You know, it's not up to him. And you can't – Bill Belichick had this knock with the Patriots for years. Well, he won seven or six Super Bowls. It doesn't matter that he played in a weak division. Those teams should have made themselves better. And then Carlos does go on to say, put him on the Jets, Jacksonville, and even Houston. He isn't winning 20 games. Well, Jesus, nobody's winning 20 games with those those teams. Bill Belichick's not going to win 20 
games with those teams in three years. So, again, well, and not only that, you know, we know who the first guy's out the door, and we said it from the start of the season. Nagy's going to be going right off the bat. But these same teams will go out there and recruit a quarterback instead of building through the trenches and, you know, building an offensive line and everything. We're going to see the same teams thinking we're going to get a quarterback in this thing. I'll tell you the quarterback, man, and I like him. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna be another Mac Jones. Is Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett's gonna be very interesting. You know what? Let me touch on that real quick. Here's something that I, I didn't plan on talking about this, so it just popped into my head because I talked about it a little bit Wednesday night. So I don't understand. Kenny Pickett drops out, opts out of the uh, Peach Bowl, right? That's what the bowl they played in, right? And. and because he wanted to whatever protect his health or whatever, but Kenny Pickett now is going to play in the Senior Bowl, uh, so he can play in front of the scouts and the NFL teams that because NFL coaches you know coach both sides in the, in that uh, in the in the Senior Bowl. Well, I, I don't get it. I, it <laughs> why do you opt out of it and and quit? I'm sorry when you opt out and do not complete the season with your team, you've quit on your team. And to me, that factors into where I pick Kenny Pickett. I like him a lot. But I don't understand this whole senior bowl well, thing after opting out. Yeah, I don't. Your you know exactly, and I don't understand that. If you're backing out of one, back out of the other, get ready for the combine in April. Show you the scouts what you got then. I don't understand this because you're basically throwing the bird at the people of Atlanta that paid money to go see this Pitt Michigan State game, which was a dandy, uh, you know, to, to watch, even though it came on the. Uh, you know, the uh, Michigan state side of things, but, and then to get in the senior bowl, it just doesn't make sense. Because if you, if you were afraid to get injured, then what makes you think you won't get injured in the senior bowl? Are they going to give you flags and everything? So that's all I got to say on that one. I would have held out to the combine. If I pulled out of the uh, peach bowl, he should have done that with the senior bowl. I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, I've always said this key, you come into this world with, with your uh, with nothing except your word, you leave the world with nothing except your word. I just don't understand the back and forth rhetoric, and you know I'm going to do this. Should I go? Should I stay? Should, I mean, it, 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 take a stance and, and stick by the stance. You might find you know uh, you know rhetoric on one end of the thing, but at least they'll respect you because you're taking a stance on something. Yeah. And that's the problem. I just don't understand with these guys. You couldn't play in one game, but now you're coming back for the other one. Should have said, you know what? I'm not doing anything till April for the combine. Good point. Good point. Let's let's move on. Um, we've got a couple other things I want to chat about before we have to wrap up in five minutes or so. So, um, Washington has announced they're going to announce their 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 new name on on the uh, on Groundhog Day, <laughs> which is which has led people to wonder if it's going to be Groundhogs. I guarantee it's not going to be Groundhogs. I, I believe uh, in some of our my. My uh, viewers here have uh, commented that the name has been leaked. I didn't see it myself, but Admirals uh, is supposedly going to be the new uh, name of the Washington football team. What is your thoughts there, Mark? Well, you know where I stand, and you know when you when you know me for a long time, and you know you know where I'm. I'm totally against the name change. It, it, you know, it's been around 87 years. The, the Redskins have always been my NFC team. Um, I, I look at the logo uh, when they had the R with the feathers, and I said, Billy Kilmer days, Sonny Jurgens, and eh, that's okay, yellow, bright yellow. But when they came out with that bold burgundy look with that Indian head, I said, wow, this is the best helmet in the league and all that. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I really always liked it. Um, 
then then we've had the, you know the George Floyd death and in the whole name change thing and everything and you know where my thoughts have been on that one. If you're going to change it, they should have dropped the red maybe and then called them the Washington Skins. Looking at these names, I like the Armada. I like the Brigade. Um, you know the Admirals. You know I can I can I can live with that if I'm going in threes. I just can't understand the Presidents, uh, the Red Wolves, and and, and and all these other things that they're coming up with uh, that just don't make sense. But it's going to be interesting if it, if it is leaked and it is the Admirals. You know, okay, I can understand that one. But I'm looking at the Brigade. I like that one. Something to keep the skins. I would have loved to call them the Washington Skins. You know, that would have been, you know, the Skins and Cowboys going at it this week. Boom, boom, boom. But it is what it is. The bizarre one is the one out of Cleveland because to keep the IANS, the Indians, the land dropping the other thing and calling them the Guardians is bizarre to me, especially with a team that's been around 105 years. Well, I personally think that they should have named them the, the uh, Sentinels and brought uh, Danny uh, uh, Falco out of retirement to play quarterback. That's what was my <laughs> uh, opinion all along. I think that would help them immensely. Um, college football final, Mark, give us a prediction. Mine is 28-24, Georgia beats Alabama. You know, I think uh, Bama wins this one 30-17. I love saving 25-1 and one against his – uh, assistance. Uh, Jimbo Fisher pulled it this year. They're 4-0 against Georgia. They've ruled this team. Uh, Georgia, it's a psychological thing. Georgia's will be looked at as like the Buffalo Bills of the heyday. You know, they just can't, you know, get past this team. I think Alabama, you know, puts another one. Saban's just cementing his legacy there uh, in Bama. And, uh, you know, Kirby Smart can spin it any way he wants. I just, I like Bama to win this game. And you know, uh, take it again. I mean, ever since they've been to the uh, or, or put this uh, final four together, I think Bama's only been out of it once. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Bama's the bar of college football. Everybody else is following it. All right, good call. Let's uh, well, let's do our. We got time to do our uh, locks, and don't be surprised ifs today. Let's just do one of each because half these games don't mean a damn thing. So we'll do one of each. Give me a lock and give me a don't be surprised if. Well, I'll tell you, though, I think the lock is uh, Pittsburgh's going to go into Baltimore and beat them. I really do. I think they know what's at stake, uh, you know, and, and, and you know, they're trying to push, you know, Big Ben to keep moving here and hopefully get in the playoffs. And don't be surprised, and people might think I'm crazy on this, if the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Indianapolis coach in Jacksonville. And the reason why is I think Indianapolis, their last five downs down there, they're 0-5. So don't be surprised if Jacksonville helps Pittsburgh get in the playoffs. Interesting. I'll give you my lock. My lock is going to be the Chargers take the Raiders to the woodshed tonight to lock up a playoff spot uh, at the 8 o'clock game. And my don't be surprised if is is going to be, and this is probably wishful thinking more than anything, the Jets give the Bills all they can handle today as the Bills try to keep the Patriots from winning the AFC East crown because the Patriots will beat the Miami Dolphins today. So I just gave you a second lock. <laughs> but Wow. I think yeah, I like, I like, you know what, if you're going to throw another one like that, and I know we're up against it, and I don't want to push it. San, San Francisco, I think, is going to beat the Rams. I think the Rams have been talking about they were undefeated last month. They, they beat the Ravens last week. They're, they're just getting by by their skin of their teeth. Teams are failing to put them away at the end. 
case in point, Arizona, Seattle, and the Ravens. But I think the 49ers, they've beat them five in a row. They'll go into SoFi. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they beat the Rams there again. Well, they need a lot. They need to win to lock in a playoff spot, I believe, the 49ers, right? So, or the Saints, I think, need to lose the uh, – yeah, that's it. That's yeah, the other one. Yeah, but the game does mean something. So anyway, right, right. Anyway, tell us uh, what do you want us to know about this coming week for yourself, Mark? Give us some. Uh, give a little plug. Oh, in. a lot of things going. You know, we 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 we, we got the uh, the uh, Liberty Bell smack on Thursdays. Marianne Costello, South Artaglia, myself. Uh, the guests will be uh, Freddie Coleman, ESPNs, and then I believe we got uh, Cornelius Brad Hanna out of uh, Arizona, Fox Sports camera guy. So it covers the Cardinals and everything. So that should be an interesting one. And you know, getting ready to do a Tampa show on Monday, starting on the seventeenth. Man, you're the hardest working guy in sports. <laughs> but I love the I love the New York show, man, with you, man, and all these great guys. I love to get in the trenches, you know, and. Get in there, man. I feel like I'm in the yellow cab, man, driving down Manhattan, New Rochelle, Westchester County, Buffalo, Albany. Man, I love it. All right, Mark. Thanks for coming on this morning. As always, you can go back to sleep now and wake up for the games here in a couple hours. I love you. I can't wait to do this again next week, brother. All right. Have a great Sunday. You too, my friend. Thanks. Mark Mancini from Mancini Media. Catch him. All over the place, man. Look up his, uh, his page, Mancini Media. You'll find out where he is and when he's on. So I'll try to catch a couple of these comments real quick. We got maybe a couple of minutes before I got to start the wrap up. Um, I know Carlos had said Faggio will get another game, uh, another job, not as a head coach. Vic Faggio will never get a job as a head coach again. Uh, he will definitely be a coordinator in this league probably next year. So that's definitely going to happen. Um, I agree, by the way, about Mike Frabel. I don't know who said this originally. Um, yeah, yeah. Mark doesn't love the Patriot guys. Mark, uh, I know that Carl's agreeing with it. I know it was said before. Vrabel's done a great job. Uh, I think Vrabel, I think Zach Taylor that was brought up uh, again. It might have been Alan. I'm not sure who it was. I apologize because it's hard to go back and find all the comments. Um, either one of those would be great choices. I think LaFleur would be a good choice. I just, you know, Bill Belichick would be a good coach, a good choice for coach of the year as well. Um, Guardians and Cleveland, that's rough as well. I agree. Tough things to kind of look at. Some of these name changes are just not good, man. Matt Rule keeps his job. Yeah, we talked about that earlier, Alan. Um, I think um, that announcement might have come out yesterday. I'm not sure. But, yes, Matt Rule. And I think Matt Rule deserves another um, another shot uh, next year, obviously. Patriots of college football. Not sure where we got that from. Alabama, maybe. <laughs> Uh, we got about 30 seconds before I got to start to wrap up. Mark should be, they know that's what's at stake. I hope he's surprised if none of these things happen. That should be your new t shirt. Uh, was Pitt went over? I like Pittsburgh actually over uh, the Steelers today, or Pittsburgh over the Baltimore as well today. Um, it's going to be easier for Pittsburgh again, I think, than Baltimore. Both very long shots. Chargers are going. Uh, to the playoffs. And I guess that's all we got time to do. I got to wrap up. So listen, thanks to Mark Mancini for coming on. We'll catch him on Mancini Media. Thanks to all the groups that let me share to you. Uh, you're, you're certainly uh, 
a big help to uh, the, the popularity of the show. Thanks to the Roku viewers who are going to see this here uh, at noon today. And following us at noon will be the Two Guys a Wrestling Podcast from no- Northeast Streaming Sports. Catch them. There'll also be some other shows coming up after that. We'll get a, a little better handle. Let's see if I can see quickly. Don't think I have. No, I don't have that email open. So anyway, there'll be some other shows coming on too. Listen, check out Northeast Streaming Sports Network's uh, webpage. You can see all the great shows that are on Roku. And we do thank you guys for tuning in as well. All you guys who come in live and and add to uh, uh, the comments and everything. Sal, thanks for coming in. Carlos, Rick Sherlock, Kenny, Bill Pulver, uh, Alan, and, and, and Anthony. Uh, who am I missing here? I'm trying to get you all in here. Gotta go, though. Have you guys have a great night. Peace and gold. See you next week. Bye-bye.